Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Hello, my name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. We are now completing three years of being on the air, and I wanted to personally thank you for all of your support. As a listener, as you share the podcast on your social media pages, and for your financial support. We would not be where we are today without this amazing support, which is in over 80 countries and 150,000 downloads worldwide. So I thank you, dear friend. I'm grateful we get to walk this journey together. And I cannot wait to see what we're able to do in another three years. Thank you again, dear friend, and blessings on the journey. Support Tech Staffing presents The Authentic Spiritual Journey, a weekly show featuring real and practical spiritual conversations from diverse perspectives here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today, episode 174, Going Through the Motions. And now your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. Hello, good morning, and welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson. I'm the host, and I'm here this morning in 818 Studios with my producer. Good morning, everybody. This is Dave Croft. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 174 of The Authentic Spiritual Journey. As always, want to welcome you to the week. Hope you are doing well, and we are uh, we're yeah. getting settled in. Yeah, I almost forgot to put down my coffee cup as I was introducing myself. Uh, myself, and uh, as we were uh, uh, getting going, I I was just thinking. I I don't think our listeners know just how early we get up to bring the show, and uh, happy to do it, and honored that you're listening. Uh, but today is a great day. We always have great shows planned, and what I love is how spirit takes over. Sometimes we have a show in mind, and then a different topic comes up <laughs> pre-show, and that's what happened today. So we pushed the other titles back a little bit because of what's you know alive in in each of us today. But happy Monday, happy Monday, and and glad you're with us on the journey today. Uh, we uh, love hearing from our listeners, and we got this great email. Um, I don't know. For some reason, Dave, I'm feeling like I want to share it just right now at the front end. All right, let's go for and, it. And uh, uh, Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me just grab it real quick. 
Yeah, I want to bring it to our listeners because I think all of us can relate to this. But first, Dave, give us the uh, the title of today's show. Uh, today's episode is titled Going Through the Motions. Going through <laughs> going, the motions. <laughs> going through the motions, yeah. We can't say that without kind of laughing, uh, chuckling at ourselves, because sometimes on the spiritual journey, that's what it feels like, right? Just going through the motions. Maybe we're not feeling it. Maybe we're not blissed out every time we meditate or do our spiritual work, <laughs> but we just go through the motions. So we're, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And I want to see if you relate with this email that one of our uh, one of our listeners sent. And by the way, I have her permission to to share it. It says, "Dear RCA, I am outing myself." <laughs> I look at the titles of your podcasts, and sometimes I think, "Well, I'm not sure I'll get much out of that one," but I listen to it anyway, and I always, always learn something, and I'm glad I listened. Two recent examples: the episode with Greg O'Connor when he said, "No is not rejection." It is a signal to change our direction, our thinking. He gave me an entirely new way to think when someone says no to me and when I have to say no to someone else. No can be judgmental or critical, but it can also be said out of love, concern, fear, respect, regard, etc. The episode with John Twohawks first introduced me to his beautiful music. Second, when he spoke about cultural heritage and your Irish grandmother did and your and Irish grandmother did not think he was a percent Irish. She thought he was one hundred percent her grandson. That triggered a whole thought process. I am one hundred percent of all the cultures of my parents, grandparents, etc., which makes me three hundred percent or something more greater than I would have been otherwise. My children are a combination of my husband's and my cultural heritage, so they will be more or greater than. Eventually, maybe, we will evolve to be 100% of all cultures or of one greater thing, humanity. It is similar to something you spoke about in an earlier podcast, and you use the example of a cup of water taken from the ocean. The ocean was in that cup and was the ocean you were sitting in front of. Just like God is a part of each one of us, and each one of us is a part of God. Ultimately, maybe that is the point. We are all part of a greater single thing, humanity, one with God. Isn't that beautiful? So, and then she goes on to say just that she's going to continue to listen to the podcast, you know, with gratitude, et cetera. And I thank you for that, dear listener, that, that, that made our day. And it also spoke to exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah. And, and, and before we get into it, hey, if you ever sure. want to reach out to us, you can go to experienceofthesoul.com slash contact and send us um, a message, uh, whether show topic, uh, show ide- uh, idea, or if you have any yeah. questions um, specifically for uh, Reverend Cynthia Alice, um, yeah, reach out to us. We would love, absolutely love to hear from you. I'd love a question for Dave, too. <laughs> A question for me. <laughs> you go, a question for Cynthia Alice. I was like, well, oh, I, I have a question. You never know, Dave. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to answer any questions anybody has. I don't, <laughs> I don't know uh, what I could bring to the table in, in, in this, but, uh, but you, you know, well, we, you bring your life and experience, just what we were talking about earlier, well, I you know. I appreciate that. And it's funny because today's topic 
we had this whole other show on deck. Like we yeah. were ready to start recording said other show. Yep. And then I'd say, well, you know, I have, I have a question for you, you know, and um, we, we've joked on the on the show about, you know, how I used to kind of like when Shannon would say, take a breath, and I would kind of just fake, you know, go through the motions and, fake and all breathe. that. And, uh, and, and, and meditation, like really pushing into it lately as part of my miracle morning. Right. Well, um, recently I have found that I've been getting impatient during my meditations and I have mm-hmm. been kind of, uh, just a little bored through them. I've been using the Headspace app, which has been fantastic. And, you know, they they have a bunch of like courses and I found myself kind of at the end of a, a, a series of courses, hundreds of minutes worth of, of meditate, cause it will actually show you, you've meditated X number of minutes in total. And so hundreds and hundreds of minutes of, of meditation. But by the time you know, I get up into the studio in the morning. It's like 6 a.m. I've already been up for, you know, an hour and a half to two hours going through my whole miracle morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm ready to get to work and I'm, I'm ready to sit down. And I found myself getting impatient during my, my meditation times, which leads to me just kind of, instead of, instead of pressing into the meditation, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I need to be doing this. I need to answer email. I've got this on my to-do list. I need to pay this bill. And, and which is so the opposite of, of what the meditation is trying to get you to accomplish. It's actually trying to get you away from that kind of scattered brain thing. But then I, like all last week, I didn't do any meditations at all last week because I found myself, and you mentioned this before, just kind of punching the clock. And I, and I said, why am I doing this? I'm not, I feel like I'm not getting anything out of it right now. And I'm just mm-hmm. doing it because, you know, my Miracle Morning book said, you know, it's part of the Miracle Morning. And so it's, I started doing it out of sense of obligation. And, 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 and what's that about? And so I had asked you before we started this other show, <laughs> what's the deal with that? And you're like, you know what, Dave? We have another show. Let's put a pin in that one. We'll circle back to it. Believe me, listeners, we will get to that topic. But um, but clearly, this is something that is uh, effervescing in in our consciousnesses yes. right now. <clears throat> it is, it is, and you know, not just yours, of course, as the case may be, all of us, <clears throat> especially because you know we are really in in our world right now, really anchored in the mind. And what I mean by that is that culturally, right now, the the narrative is think your way through it. So uh, not only do we have our own individual journey, but we're part of the greater collective. And that is just the predominant energy and always has been. You know, it's, it's what Jesus uh, meant when he said, be ye in the world, but not of the world. You know, in other words, quit trying to solve problems at the level of the mind. But of course, uh, when you're trying to meditate and you're trying to still the mind, you don't always see immediate results. And so it seems like, well, why am I spending all this time doing this every day if, you know, I still have to, you know, the old saying goes, what did I do before enlightenment? You know, chop wood, carry water. What did I do after (laughs) chop wood, carry water? You know, and so, you know, uh, I think in our world, and I will say for me personally, I love to see results. And uh, I can't always point to the exact thing I'm getting out of meditation in the way I can if I buy something or if I'm eating something or drinking something. It's like there's a cup in my hand. There was coffee in it. The coffee is now gone, and that's a physical thing I can know about. But if I go sit down to meditate 
and I get up, it's like, what just happened? <laughs> you know? So anyway, so the mind wants, the, the interesting thing is the mind is meant to think. That's why we have the mind. It is, uh, its job is to think. And so the discipline of turning off the mind is, uh, one that is, um, created over time, over not only weeks and months, but even years of meditating. And so sometimes it does feel a little bit like we are going through the motions. Dave, you're absolutely right. I was sharing with you my good friend, uh, uh, Greg Barrett, who's been a minister, I don't know what, 40 years, uh, you know, will, will say to me sometimes, um, we, I know one time he and I were leading this men's retreat, which I'm very fond of doing. A lot of men are my clients. And, uh, anyway, so I was the only woman and, uh, we, we were leading this men's retreat. And so we were always at night in the morning doing a lot of deep meditation just to make sure, you know, we we're taking the group the direction it needed. Well, anyway, uh, uh, one morning he had been meditating, came up to me and he says to me, well, I punched the clock and I go, what do you mean? He goes, didn't feel anything, meditated for a half hour, punched the clock. And so, uh, I'm telling you, here's a minister. He's been in ministry 40 years and literally sometimes that's just how it feels. That's just how it feels. We punch the clock. We go through the motions, but it's like, I want to say, and hang in there because yeah, because what you don't see is that every time you sit down to meditate, you are creating a, um, invisible house of consciousness. So even if it doesn't feel a certain way, or even if you can't see immediate results, or you feel tired, or your mind even feels full and chattery, I want to say, hang in there because you are creating something you cannot see. It's like every time you meditate, you're putting this invisible brick in your house of consciousness. Now, having said that, it doesn't mean it's going to feel great. <laughs> Well, it feel it, it you, you know, I've talked about my weight loss journey and everything and intermittent fasting right. and part of my miracle morning is, is part of that. And and it, it it sounds like a like a stall. Like when you're doing weight loss, you hit a stall where you're no longer yeah. losing any weight. Yeah. Now, like ironically, plateau, yeah. or or maybe this is connected as I've I'm I'm at a at a weight loss stall as well. Uh, uh, which is funny. I'm having an epiphanal moment. I feel like I'm all also at a professional stall. Hmm. I think there's something mm. else happening here. <laughs> something is yeah. being asked of you, Dave. Yeah, because I, I yeah, I feel like I've I've stalled out in in my career and my weight loss and like meditation and going through the motions and yeah, wow. Don't mind me. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna lay down on the couch over here. I'll, I I'll know, right? <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's take a deep a, breath. Let's have we'll, a do, we'll do a session. Right. Well, and of course, Dave, what you're saying is we've all had these moments, and that's why I I wanted you to talk a little bit about it. Is and I'm glad you're having these awarenesses, and you know those are personal to you, and and that's fine. Um, but I'm glad you shared it because I think we've all had these moments mm. where it's like. God, you know, it just feels like I'm doing the same things and I'm not getting the results or I'm not moving forward. And, and, you know, part of that, <clears throat> I had a friend say to me one time, uh, uh, recently, well, what happens when you've reached the dream that you wanted? <laughs> he said, you know, I don't know what, what do I go for now? You know, what, what are you going for now? You're, you are living the dream that you wanted. So what, what's next for you? 
And that's a great question. Well, I and, know what what I tend to do. Mm-hmm. Let's use my weight loss as an example of that. Sure. You know, I I had my goal, and then I hit it, and then I just blew past my goal. Right. And then I had this other goal, which I was like, ah, I won't get that. And then I hit that goal, and then I had my Uber goal, which was so far which seemed yeah which, undoable. And, and right. That's where my stall hit. Like I had success, and then I had more mm-hmm. success, and then mm-hmm. I then I stalled out trying to like get to my Uber goal. Professionally, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. You know, I had some success, and then I had even more success, and then the the next the next level above that seemed so unobtainable that the motivation for that and the energy mm-hmm. and the momentum just stalled. And it's it's like you know. We just had a rocket launch uh, this past weekend here in, in Florida. Yeah. You know, they went into orbit, you know, and it's kind of like I, I'm not in orbit yet. I'm just like skimming above the top of the atmosphere where there's just enough oxygen to have resistance. And I don't know, my metaphor is breaking down, but that that, that <laughs> rocket launch was beautiful. I took some pictures. It was. Um, but uh, Mars, yeah. here we come. I yeah, know, right. So that that's that's where that's where I, I'm at, and. Um, well, and just just letting that be okay. So, like, like that's what I want to say to you, Dave, and to any of us. It's like it's really okay. This is part of the process, you know. Also, I'll, I'll use your rocket metaphor because the rocket does not only go up forever; even it has to stop at Mars. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a limit to how high it can go, and um, there is a certain trajectory, you know, that we have at different times, and so. Uh, what feels to us like a stop or a stall on the soul journey, it may just be a collecting up of energy. It may be a, uh, 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 redefining, uh, our new normal before we go up again. So, you know, it's the ego aspect. And I'll, I, I hate to blame the mind, but I'll say it's the personality aspect that thinks somehow that being at uh, what we're thinking of as a stall is in fact a stall when it could just be a rest. Mm. You know, you're, we're not meant to constantly go up. You know, even the ocean doesn't just come in. It goes back out. Right. <laughs> you know, that there is a natural kind of flow to the journey. And so uh, uh, I've had to find that myself because I am so um, driven in terms of accomplishing and doing because I have such a passion for what I'm doing that I want everybody else to see that passion. I want everybody else to get it in the exact moment I get it. I've learned over time that just doesn't happen that way, that that it's like from showing up, from doing talks, from reaching out, to traveling to churches, to being online, to, you know, and then, and then there's a rest between that stuff. You know, I can't constantly reach out. There's a rest in between. And so the personality always wants to judge this as wrong, or it's not enough, or I'm not going anywhere. And it could just be like, it's time to rest a little bit for when it is time to go again, you know, and move our trajectory upward again. I mean, you got to refuel. You got to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking of all of like the rocket metaphors, you know, (laughs) it's like one of the most beautiful things that happened during the rocket launch. And uh-huh. uh, and I'll make a note. I'll put a, I'll put a picture. Uh, we oh you should yeah I saw one online and they were really beautiful. 
I knew a lot of people watching it. I and, was kind of, and, and the, I was doing my own thing, but I knew about it. Yeah. And there, there was a moment where the um, when the when the stage stage separated, mm-hmm. and so things kind of slowed down. It's because yeah. you, you have this really bright kind of like yellow right. thing like streaking through the sky, uh-huh. and then it looks like it goes out. And then the next booster kicks in, and it created this huge halo that like streaked across the entire sky. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. it looked like a galaxy. It was really, really amazing. And like I said, I'll put a picture of this. I've, I've never seen anything like that uh, yeah, either in pictures, let mm-hmm. alone live in the nearly ten years that we've been here. And and so that saw it feels like you know again rocket metaphor. Uh, if if I'm in a, like a stage separation, you know, and I'm about to get another boost, uh, mm-hmm. and there's also the idea, you know, when you walk when you watch a rocket launch, it looks like it's there's there's a point where it goes up, 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 and then it looks like it starts going down. Right? Yes. It's like oh my god, is it going like down? <laughs> What's happening? But it's really it's part the curvature of the Earth, and part yes. it's just going so high that we can't see that it's still right ascending in other words our perspective is skewed right <laughs> okay so yeah exactly right and that is what it is on the soul journey as well our perspective gets a little bit skewed because we're only seeing this uh, uh limited perspective that's right in front of us and but the soul of us and what I want us always to remember is the soul of us, though, is also connected to that infinity and to eternity itself. And so even though the personality goes, well, why am I not going anywhere? It's like your soul is going, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> I got you. You know, I know what your next steps are, but just, yeah, hang, hang out here a little bit. So uh, I do want to talk more about that. And I can't believe it, Dave. We're already at time for a break. <laughs> I know. So we'll be back in just a few moments right after these messages. Thanks for joining us today, friends. We'll return to the program in just a few moments. But first, we wanted to give a special word of thanks to our podcast partners, Support Tech Staffing. Support Tech Staffing is an innovative staffing agency built on the principle of caring about employers and employees as they navigate these new workforce and workplace challenges. If you're an employer, they want to be your human resource partner and help with the changes needed during the pandemic. If you're a candidate, they want to become your lifelong career agent to help you grow into your fullest potential. Support Tech prioritizes support over volume, integrity over profits, and will treat your business and your career as if it was their own. You can learn more at supporttechstaffing.com. That's S-U-P-P-O-R-T-E-K staffing.com. We now return you to this week's episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey with your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. And welcome back. We're glad you're with us. Uh, I hope you're connecting with with what we're saying today. What I know is you are, because you know, it's funny. I don't know if my ministry has matured a little, or I'm just paying more attention. But we all really deal with the same things. Uh, I don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Buddhist, or uh, you know, some form of of Christian or Jewish. Uh, we all struggle with staying on the path and on the journey. And so it's, it's really important to talk about it so that we normalize it and don't think it means we're unspiritual. Hmm. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, uh, this is a part of the journey. 
A part of the journey is learning to, uh, you know, we've called it before, just riding that wave of, you know, up and down of feeling like really connected. And then at times wondering, why am I doing all this? <laughs> why am I doing all this? Yeah. And I uh, so I just wanted to kind of recap from part one and make sure I, I yeah. heard you uh, regarding yeah. specifically meditation. Um, get over it and do it anyway, because it's good for you. Well, yeah. So I was going to get back to that. So in a word, yeah, get over yourself. Um, <laughs> or but, trust but, the but, process. Let's say yeah. that. <clears throat> well, yeah, there is about a trust the process. It's also, though, Dave, you don't have to always do it by yourself. Okay. And you don't have to pretend everything is okay necessarily. Like admitting, you know, before we do a show, which I say admitting, just meaning being honest, like, you know what, I'm just not feeling it lately. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that that's just how I'm feeling. Because in a couple of days, you're going to go, oh, I don't feel that anymore. Hmm. It, it's like it starts building up, and pretty soon you start judging it. And so that's what I mean about the personality. So in a word, yes, do it anyway, but there might be some other things to do. One is... You may want to talk with a friend about, hey, I'm feeling a little stuck. What are you doing in your meditation right now? Mm. And they'll be like, oh, man, I've been feeling stuck, too. <laughs> this is what I've been doing. You know, so yes, do it anyway. And you don't have to do it alone. Uh, like those apps are really cool. Sometimes you might want to try meditating with a friend at a certain time every day, like saying, hey, Dave, I'm going to you know tap in at 7 a.m., when are you meditating? And I'm just going to send energy your way. Mm. Please send energy my way. Uh, so sometimes getting, sometimes rather getting a little support for whatever your process is helps shift that. But okay. in the short term, yes, do it anyway, because what you don't see is what you're building in consciousness. But if over time you keep feeling that way, <clears throat> remember that feelings are windows into the soul and they help us. Uh, discern what's best for us. And, and I have to tell myself that just because I have this app, that's not the only, that's not the only, my only meditation tool. If we're staying in meditation, it's not the only tool yeah, I can yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. And uh, Headspace is really cool. Uh, I talked with them when they were first, uh, you know, coming out, and I thought it was a really wonderful program. Uh, so changing that up helps. And okay. also even um, uh, trying to uh, do some different types of meditation just on your own in silence, mm -hmm. like trying a um, – one of the things that has worked really well for me is using a single word or a mantra to focus on because that helps my monkey mind, as we love to call it, <laughs> from going everywhere, like what I need to do and to get in the studio, like you were saying. Uh, and and especially now, there, there's something about how we've learned to multitask to the point that something can be going and we can completely be checked out of it. Mm -hmm. Like we can be on a device and on the TV at the same time, not really doing either. So the thing about a guided visualization is our mind knows how to turn off. And so uh, it kind of brings you more into yourself in the moment if you can do just some silence on your own, uh, too. That, that sometimes helps where you're just repeating a mantra like uh, peace or, or um, well, peace is my favorite one because um, it's what I'm trying to achieve, you know. So if I'm trying to tap in, I just go peace. 
peace. Peace. You know, and I'm not saying it out loud. I'm saying it that way in my mind. And eventually, after about a hundred times, pretty soon the word disappears and I go into that space. Mm. You see, can you feel it even now as I'm talking about it? I drop in and it's like, okay, blue skies. Yes, that's what I wanted. It's like the clouds part, peace. And what's wonderful about achieving that on your own is that you can do it anywhere. And so uh, sometimes mixing up what you're doing in the meditation, how you're getting there, you know, to that space will help. Yeah. Okay. And as I said to you, the uh, the Kenny Werner meditations, I've, I mean, I've used those over 20 years, and I still use them today. Okay. Yeah, just just because I found something that worked at the beginning doesn't mean that yeah. it's the only the only tool that that I can. And I, yeah, I didn't even think about like looking at the Kenny Warner stuff, and because I want to, because yeah. when when I felt like it was really working, it was like really working, and I, and I would yes, I would like jump up and I'm like I'm all meditated up, you know, and I'm ready to go, <laughs> yeah. and and um, yeah. if I'm being honest with myself, uh, as I pushed into more kind of more advanced meditations, it yeah. was asking more of me. Mm-hmm. Which I probably could have been a better better steward of. Like throughout the day, it would say, "Hey, throughout the day, do this. You know, take some yes. time." And and so, admittedly, I wasn't I wasn't doing everything exactly it was asking me everything. to do. Exactly everything. Yeah. And so uh, maybe maybe that kind of kept me from getting as much out of it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, um, maybe and and maybe it was just time to do something else. That's the other thing about. I mean, that's why it's like a journey. It's not always the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and at different times, like I used to say, it's so funny, I've been through these uh, various stages. I used to not do any guided visualizations, none. I would only do silence. And it got to the point where it was like, I really need something else. And then the visualizations, you know, I started working with those. It was like, oh, that was amazing. You know, I... My mind was completely free. I was feeling connected, you know. And then after a while, you know, that needed to shift too. And so I think, you know, it's just a part of the process that as we mature on the journey, it shifts and changes, you know. Um, and, and, but the deeper ones that have the, you know, that are really impactful, I think we'll probably come back to those always. Like, uh, I was sharing with you there there's a there was a minister her name was um Sharon Poindexter and she was the first African American woman who also happened to be gay to have a uh alternative ministry she had a ministry out of her home she had been a professional uh <clears throat> you know highly trained professional she became a minister and uh uh anyway just was an amazing soul and she died of cancer. Hmm. Well, through a string of very strange circumstances, I met and worked alongside a woman who had been her personal assistant at her death. I had also met the man who had done her last recordings, and uh, I was given her Bible. I was given recordings of her meditations. I was given a piece of stained glass that used to be in her office. Just all these strange things. Of connections. And uh, I ended up recording one of her messages 
Uh, it's the, my most sold message, as a matter of fact, on purpose. And I just connected with her in the spirit realm. I never, ever met her. And I still, to this day, uh, just two days ago, listened to one of her meditations to prepare me for a Sunday message because they are so dialed in. And it's from somebody I've never even met. But the connection was so strong. It was so clear. I was supposed to you know, come into her work that I still have cassette tapes, friends, of this woman that became CDs. And then I downloaded the CDs onto, you know, my computer so that I do have them digitally now. But I still, to this day, I'm talking 25 years later, listen to these things. So there, I'll go six months without listening to it. And then it's like, I need to drop into that. So <clears throat> That's what I mean. The journey is up and down. There are different things you're going to need at different times. And not forcing one kind or another is also part of the maturing of the journey as well. Mm -hmm. And so you'll find ones, you know, that really, really connect for you. And, you know, Dave, with your um, with your voice and your work, I don't know if you've ever considered you could do some wonderful meditations. You could even record your own meditations and listen to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that I, might be a really interesting thing for you to do. Admittedly, I, I felt like I've like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I think this, but I felt like I, I needed to have done more meditations before I tried to record <clears throat> my own. It feels like somebody who just picked up a guitar, learned a couple <laughs> of chords and like, I'm going to go make a record. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Which, actually it's funny. I've been playing ukulele lately, by the way. Oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I and of course I went right to the uh <clears throat> somewhere over the rainbow. Uh, oh yeah. Yep, that's a great. I have my ukulele right here. <laughs> I mean, but but you know, you say that and that, that's exactly what I did with the, when I bought my ukulele. I'm like I'm going to buy <clears throat> one and I'm going to put it Yeah, that, that's a that's a good thought. I mean, there's not like a you don't have to get a degree in meditation before you can nope. record something and uh if it's just for for myself, that's cool. As far as like <clears throat> as a matter of fact Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, as far as trying new things, like I already know this, talking about exercise, you know, and I've talked yeah. about how I started out by just walking and then I'm like, okay, I'm not getting the results. So let's, let's do some rucking, which is where you're carrying. Yep. Was, by the end, I was carrying like almost 40 pounds of extra weight. Yep. I'm like, okay, this, my heart rate isn't getting up anymore. So let's go into rollerblading. Okay. Now let's try cycling. So I, I know this, I know this, and this is me telling myself, I know this. But uh, but it just it just didn't occur to me to to apply that to this side of side of things. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, uh, it's a, it's a great awareness, and I think you know all growth is basically that way. Like we we do something for a while, and we seem to hit a plateau. It may be asking for something new or a new awareness around what we're already doing. You know, it's why I was joking, you know, what do you do before enlightenment? You know, chop wood, carry water. <laughs> what do you do after? Yeah, pretty much chop wood, carry water. But with a different awareness, right. I swear it's a different awareness. <laughs> but but I do think, too, that um, anytime you're feeling, you know, long term, for instance, that there's a plateau, yeah, there may be something to change. You know, there may be. There may be. It also may be just a time of rest. Yeah. And that's what's so individual about the journey is, you know, Dave, what I may need uh, right now might be completely different. Like I may need to, you know, in my journey, do two hours of silence 
uh, I was just speaking with a church the other day, and uh, we were talking about my prep time, and I said, "Oh no, I I the day before Saturday night, no, I'm I'm not available. I I'm going to meditate at least two hours." And they were like, "What?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, th- that's for me the key to any success in my speaking as a minister. If I'm not connected, you know." I'm not going to step on that platform. No way. Yeah. No way. And, uh, you know, it's the night before, it's the morning of, but the minimum before a message, you know, is two hours. I just know that's what I need. And I say that, and an early meditator says, are you out of your mind? I'm trying to figure out five minutes, you know. So, so that's what I mean is, depending on where you are on the journey, you need something else. Now, having said that, I've had it where I've had, you know, something came up and I had... Uh, five minutes, and I said, okay, Spirit, I'm going to just drop in, took a big old deep breath, did some, you know, connecting in, and that five minutes felt like two hours. So don't think, oh, well, I need to meditate two hours, and I'm going to be spiritual. As a matter of fact, sometimes if you need two hours, it's because your head is everywhere. So, you know, you may be more advanced than me. So don't don't hear two hours and go, oh, I got to get to two hours. That's what I mean is, depending on what's going on in your life and where you are on the journey, you really will need something different. So just trusting your own journey, but also don't let yourself off the hook and go, oh, I only need five minutes when you really need an hour. Right. <laughs> like, like you have to be honest with yourself and your journey. Is, is there a way that you can kind of sense that something isn't working before you get to the, I'm frustrated with the whole thing? Or is that I just... don't think so. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I'm working on, um, I have to write a thesis for my program and, uh, uh, you know, my schooling I'm in. And I think, Dave, what you're describing is the archetype of awakening. Mm. You know, uh, Mary Manna Morrissey called it divine discontent. It's like you get to this point and you go, God, there's got to be something more. Right. Yeah. It's like if we could realize before we get to the point where we're ready to just like throw our hands up and ah, nothing's working. Uh, right. And, and then, you know, self-doubt and all of that stuff and, and negative self-talk, which was the topic we were going to talk about today. <laughs> right, right, um, right, right. And that's, uh, that's coming up uh, later. That's coming up. Yeah. The negative self-talk. Well, that's a part of it too. And, and it's like, I think what we're what I am anyway, always seeking to do on the journey is just illuminate the aspects of the journey so that we don't feel unspiritual if we're, you know, not in bliss all the time. Yeah. Uh, we are, uh, souls in this very human experience and, you know, really seeking to live a spiritual God-centered life. Well, Everything in the world is trying to get us to do the opposite of that. So at times, there are, I mean, there are times of struggle. There are times of doubt. There are times of thinking, oh, I wish this got easier, you know, or why did you do that, you know? And so we want to bring those uh, aspects of the journey to light because we want to normalize them and let everybody know, no, this is a part of the journey. You know, that's why it's called a journey and not, okay, let's hurry up and do this perfectly and get to the destination and then just try to save all these souls. Because, you know, the saving happens every moment of every day. As we remember, we are connected, we are loved, we are supported by the universe. And that even in the struggle, that is part of the journey, you know, to bless to bless it all ultimately. So. So to get back to your original question, Dave, which I don't know if it was a question, it was really amusing that, you know, uh, 
when the journey feels hard, you know, or like we've kind of leveled off, plateaued, uh, you know, what do we do? Well, I think there's several things. One is you, you kind of take inventory for what are the feelings telling you? You know, is it, is it time to try something new or is it just time to rest and be okay? You know, just, just kind of even in the time of meditation, it becomes a time of discernment, not something to do, you know? And so we're asking like, okay, spirit, I'm, I'm doing this activity. Uh, if it's not this, drop in this new idea of what, of what I'm to do. And it may be, like I said, a, uh, using a centering prayer activity. It may be to unplug completely and just do some deep breathing. Uh, and it may be to keep doing exactly what you're doing. You know, that, so that, that's where the discernment piece, uh, comes in. And, uh, I'll just tell you right now from my journey, uh, what I'm doing is I, I do my journaling every morning, which is very brief. But then the, the meditation pieces for me right now are usually, 50 very deep breaths, which believe it or not, take quite a while. Sometimes I do them in silence. Sometimes I do them with music. And then often later in the day, I'll do a guided visualization. Like if I'm trying to rest, especially in the afternoon, it helps me release the mind because I've really been in work mode and I'll use a visualization to uh, help me go to a, an aspect of myself where I'm uh, contacting divine imagination, I'm able to uh, uh, be in a completely different headspace. And uh, that gives me not only relief from the day, but it helps me connect with a different aspect of myself. So even though the breathing is wonderful in the morning, in the afternoon, I might use a different technique, you know, to connect because of what's being asked of me in the day. I can't always... Uh, connect and do 50 deep breaths at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's just, it's not what I need. And so it's, it seems to me to be a morning activity. It helps get me ready for the day, but in the afternoon, I need something else. And then, uh, often at night, lately at night, um, I've needed sometimes a little something even to go to sleep. And, um, sometimes I'll sleep with meditation music even, and sometimes a meditation right before bed as well. So it's it's the journey. Okay. Yeah, it's the journey. That's good. That's good. Thank yeah. thanks thanks yeah. for thanks for <laughs> thanks for uh going there. That's super helpful uh and just in a completely selfish kind of way. Thank you for uh, dedicating an entire show to solving my problems. <laughs> I love when I can support you, Dave. You support uh, me a lot that. too. So it <laughs> it supports me to talk about it cuz friends uh, I don't care where you get your spiritual food. Those people bringing you your spiritual food also have these same exact ups and downs. And so, uh, you know, I used to jokingly say, yeah, I'm on the journey too. The only difference is I get to share mine with, uh, 200,000 people. You, <laughs> you are just on your own. And, and so, uh, uh, I'm not, um, I'm just accustomed to speaking about, you know, the various stages of my journey, but I don't think I'm better than or higher than what I think is I'm experienced on the spiritual journey. And I'm happy to share my experience. Yeah, what, I, what I tell my students, you know, as far as like composition is I'm, I'm on the same path. I'm just further down the same road that you are. Yeah. But we're both yeah. on the same path. I'm just a little further yeah. down. 
Yeah, well, how my spiritual teacher uh, used to describe it. She would say, I may be in college and you're still in high school, right. but we're still in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, another, and one, I, I, I like that. Yeah, one other thing I say is I'm just a future version of you. I'm just a future version <laughs> oh, of you. Yeah, oh, that's great. Well, you know, uh, recently uh, my son and I were having this funny conversation because, you know, I went to a Christian school and I'm just realizing sometimes the big holes in my education are really funny at times. And <laughs> Uh, he was asking about this classic book. I said, classics? We went to a Christian school. I said, who reads classics? He goes, oh, right. I forgot. You read the Bible. (laughs) And it was like, I said, you know, maybe I was actually destined for ministry, and there was just nothing I could do about it. I mean, we read the Bible every day. It was in the Bible in the home, and I went to chapel every day. I went to Brazil as a as a missionary when I was like 15 years old, I maybe I was just destined for ministry. Yeah, yeah. All right, dear friends. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today. We hope you uh, feel the blessing on the journey. Again, thanks to our listeners. That was a beautiful, beautiful letter that we could read. And it means the world to us when you reach out and just let us know, you know, uh, how we're blessing you. And we've had a couple donations come in as well. Thank you for those. And as always, when you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, when you go to the website when you support it lets us know hey you know keep doing what you're doing and your financial support does make it possible so blessings on the journey dear friend and we will see you next week we hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the authentic spiritual journey presented by support tech staffing this channel is also made possible because of listeners just like you If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com slash support. The Authentic Spiritual Journey is copyright 2021, Cynthia Alice Anderson, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission from RR Hot Publishing. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.